booster for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your news, sports, visits, traffic, and weather. And here's everything you need to know. The top five at five. What I saw in the video was a, a New Yorker that was doing his job. A Hamilton Heights bodega worker released from Rikers after a judge lowers his bail in the murder of an ex-con during a confrontation. It was over a bag of chips. Bizarre online postings by the alleged Highland Park shooter on the online forum documenting reality as his father speaks out about sponsoring his son's gun purchases. An escalation in the border crisis as the governor of Texas orders National Guard troops and state troopers to arrest and return illegal immigrants. An assassination attempt on a former world leader, Japan's Shinzo Abe, reported in grave condition after being shot twice, the suspected shooters in custody. The National Education Association proposes using the term birthing parent instead of mother. That Manhattan bodega worker charged with murder after allegedly fatally stabbing a violent ex-convict inside of his store over the weekend has now been released from Rikers after posting $50,000 bail. 61-year-old Jose Alba returned to his Hamilton Heights apartment in New York City wearing an electronic monitor. A Manhattan judge lowered his bail from a quarter million dollars to $50,000. Alba was accompanied by one of his sons, covered his face, and did not speak to reporters. New York City Mayor Eric Adams visited the location of that bodega. It's time for New Yorkers and Americans to start standing up for people who follow the law, and that's what I'm going to do. Police say that a woman with a child was unable to pay for a bag of chips and left the store at 3422 Broadway at approximately 11.07 p.m. on Friday, July 1st. An ex-con, Austin Simon, then entered the store arguing with Alba. Alba allegedly took a large knife from a shelf and fatally stabbed Simon during that confrontation. As part of his release, Alba is also barred from leaving New York City and had to surrender his passport. More details are emerging now about the psyche of alleged Highland Park, Illinois shooter Robert Bobby Cremo III. His father also speaking out. The younger Cremo is charged with fatally shooting seven people during a July 4th parade and injuring dozens of others. Authorities say that Cremo used the moniker Awake 47 on the online forum documenting reality. Posts included rants about Jewish people, black people, and Asian people. Cremo denied the Holocaust ever happened. He shared a haunting picture of his teenage sex doll, Sophie, hanging herself in his closet with the caption, I don't understand why. Investigators are probing why Cremo's father sponsored his son's firearms purchases after being labeled a clear and present danger by police following two incidents in 2019. The elder Cremo spoke to Inside Edition. I filled out the consent form to allow my son to go through the process. They do background checks, whatever it entails. This is taken by complete surprise. Three days before the 4th, my wife had asked him, hey, do you have any plans for the 4th? And he simply said no. Documenting reality founder and site moderator Chris Wilson said he was cooperating with police in the investigation. In a major escalation of the border crisis, Texas Governor Greg Abbott ordered National Guard troops and state troopers on Thursday to arrest illegal immigrants and forcibly return them to the border. 
Abbott's executive order came two days after a half dozen wary Texas counties pleaded for help after being overrun by illegal migrants. Governor Abbott on Newsmax. Joe Biden uh, is he has an open border policy where he wants all these illegal immigrants to be coming into the United States. And we're sending a message to everybody who uh, goes through this incredible struggle uh, to get across the border uh, that, by God, if they're going to be apprehended by a Texas law enforcement officer or a Texas National Guard member, uh, they're going to be taken right back to the border. The governor has repeatedly blamed the Biden administration for the crisis, including the administration's refusal to enforce the Title 42 health regulation and the Remain in Mexico policy that Donald Trump used to reduce unlawful border crossings. That is sound of Japan's former Prime Minister Shinzo Abe being shot twice, once in his neck, once in his chest during an event near Osaka, actually in Nara, while speaking outside of a train station for the ruling Liberal Democratic Party. Current Prime Minister Fumio Kishida said the former Prime Minister Abe is in very grave condition. The suspected shooter is a military veteran using a homemade firearm. Tetsuya Yamagami was tackled by security and arrested at the scene. The 67-year-old Abe is Japan's longest-serving former prime minister. He held office twice, from 2006 to 2007, and again from 2012 to 2020. U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken at the G20 summit in Bali, Indonesia, commented the U.S. is deeply concerned about Abe and said, our thoughts and prayers are with Abe, his family, and the people of Japan. The White House is refusing to comment on the National Education Association's proposal this week to replace the word mother with birthing parent. First Lady Jill Biden, a teacher as a member of the NEA, and Vice President Kamala Harris spoke at the NEA 2022 annual meeting and representative assembly at the McCormick Convention Center in Chicago Tuesday. The White House, however, won't comment on it. And White House Press Secretary, of course, Corrine Jean-Pierre. I am not going to speak about uh, a, an organization's um, uh, policy or change of policy. I am not their spokesperson, not something that I'm going to do. Yes, the vice president was there on Tuesday. She spoke at NEA. And when they did, uh, uh, when they did regular order, when they did their regular business, she left. So she was also not part of that discussion. This particular resolution has not actually been brought up for a vote. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Mostly cloudy skies today. Highs 80, light winds to 10 miles per hour. We have a 40% chance of a shower thunderstorm overnight. And tomorrow, mostly cloudy, 30% chance of a shower until early afternoon with temperatures falling to 72 on Saturday. Right now, 69 degrees, still clear skies here in the Big Apple. Well, the Secret Service now doubling down on its denial of an alleged altercation between former President Trump and his security detail on January 6th of last year. In shocking public testimony last week from former White House aide Cassidy Hutchinson, she alleged then-President Trump demanded to be taken back to the U.S. Capitol during the January 6th riot. The president reached up towards the front of the vehicle to grab at the steering wheel. Mr. Engel grabbed his arm, said, sir, you need to take your hand off the steering wheel. We're going back to the West Wing. We're not going to the Capitol. Mr. Trump then used his free hand to lunge towards Bobby Angle. And Mr. when Mr. Renato had recounted this story to me, he had 
motion towards his clavicles. In an interview with The Hill Tuesday, a source close to the Secret Service pushed back on Hutchinson's account that Trump lunged for the SUV's steering wheel. Both Engel and Agent Tony Ornato have said they are willing to testify under oath to dispute Hutchinson's narrative. The unnamed driver the agency has signaled is also denying her account. The unnamed driver uh, has not been made public to date. The U.S. Department of Justice is investigating Texas's Operation Lone Star Border Security Initiative for potential civil rights violations. That's according to a letter obtained by ABC News. This operation, a Texas Department of Public Safety program, targets migrants coming across the U.S.-Mexico border. It was rolled out by Texas Governor Greg Abbott in March of 2021 to help curb migrant traffic into his state. Texas Rio Grande legal and attorney aide Kristen Etter spoke to ABC News about this ordeal. Some migrants and some migrants have gone through. We've had clients that have spent months in those prisons awaiting trials, months in those prisons unable to afford bond. And these are people that are not criminals. The DOJ is seeking information to determine whether Texas is in compliance with a Title VI of the Civil Rights Act of 1964. A Texas DPS spokesperson said the department is complying with all federal civil rights inquiries. And the news of this DOJ probe comes a week after 53 migrants who are being smuggled across the U.S.-Mexico border were found dead in a sweltering tractor trailer in San Antonio, Texas. A hero, a Detroit police officer, gunned down on the job Wednesday and a suspect wielding an assault-style weapon fired at responding police officers. Police officials and city leaders decried the incident as yet another example of rising gun violence in the United States. The 19-year-old gunman was also fatally shot, according to Detroit Police Chief James White. With a heavy heart uh, that I have to inform our department and our community that we lost one of our heroes today. Uh, a very sad and tragic event. Uh, and I just ask uh, that we respect the fact uh, that this is uh, active investigation. The officer, a five-year veteran, was identified as 40-year-old Lauren Quartz, his partner not hurt. Police say that the 19-year-old shooter was indiscriminately firing shots from an apartment window using a semi-automatic pistol fatally striking the officer. Organizers submitted roughly 17,000 petition signatures Wednesday. This is all part of an effort to recall Los Angeles County DA George Gascon. He's faced scrutiny for his soft-on-crime policies amid out-of-control crime rates in Los Angeles. The organization is called Recall DA George Gascon, and they wrote on Facebook that it submitted 150,000 more signatures than even necessary. L.A. Deputy District Attorney John Hatami appeared on the Rita Cosby Show back in June. He spoke about his efforts to recall D.A. George Gascon. We're looking pretty good. We, we've, had, we've had such a good group of volunteers and family members of victims. They've been so dedicated uh, in this fight for justice. If all of these submitted signatures are actually valid, more than 12 percent of registered voters in L.A. County signed the recall petition. More than needed, the county registrar now has 30 days to verify these signatures, 566,857 of which must be valid to force another election. In Los Angeles County, homicides are up 94 percent in two years. Grand auto theft up 59 percent under Gascon. 
During 2021, his first full year in office, he declined to prosecute more than 12,600 L.A. sheriff's cases alone. Additional jail time for former Minneapolis police officer Derek Chauvin, already serving a murder sentence in the death of George Floyd. Chauvin was sentenced Thursday to 21 years in prison on federal civil rights charges in Floyd's death. He briefly addressed Floyd's family at Thursday's sentencing hearing, wishing Floyd's children all the best in their life, but not offering any apology. Floyd's brother, Philanese, gave a victim impact statement. Hope's attorney, Bob Bennett, spoke about Chauvin's address. It didn't make any sense, really. I mean, I didn't hear any contrition. I didn't hear any real understanding of what he did to either George Floyd or a 14-year-old both. He had previously pleaded not guilty to the charges, but in December 2021, Chauvin pleaded guilty to violating Floyd's civil rights, admitting that he kept his knee on Floyd's neck even after he became unresponsive, sparking worldwide protests. Mexican authorities have made what one official described as a historic seizure of fentanyl in a warehouse in Culiacan, the capital of the Sinaloa state, which is home to the infamous drug cartel of the same name. Ten people arrested. 77 WABC Time Check, 515. Time for Justin Ellick with sports. Yes, it is, Deb. I am Justin Ellick here with the early news sports update. Both the Mets and Yankees got four-game weekend sets underway last night. With the Mets walking them in the Marlins and the Yanks out in Beantown for a showdown with the Red Sox. Let's begin in Queens, where the Orange and Blue made quick work of Miami, besting them by a rather convincing score of 10 to nothing. James McCann got on the board with a three-run homer in the fourth, and Trevor Williams was studly on the mound for New York over seven pretty much unhittable innings of work. But it was this grand salami sandwich with provolone on rye from J.D. Davis in the fifth that put this contest well out of reach. And Davis launches one deep left field. Back goes Birdie to the warning track at the wall. It's out of here. Grand slam, J.D. Davis. J.D. brings the house down, and it's 10-0 New York. That call courtesy of SNY. The slam marked the first of Davis's career to go, along with a career-hot five RBIs on the evening. And the Mets improved to 6-2 and two against the Marlins so far this season. Game two of their series with the Fish is scheduled for tonight at 7, 10 p.m. Eastern, with Chris Bassett set to take the hill against Miami's Pablo Lopez. To Fenway we go now as the Yankees and Red Sox found themselves in another nail-biting tango, with the Bombers ultimately hanging on by the skin of their teeth for the 6-5 to five win. Grand Slam seemed to be at a premium of late for the Bombers, with Josh Donaldson sending this one deep into the Boston night to get the scoring underway in the third hammers this deep to center field Durant back looking up and it's gone grand slams gone wild for the New York Yankees Josh Donaldson deposits one in the center field seats and it's 4-0 Bombers uh, Garrett Cole's on the bump, gets the win. He persevered uh, through six innings of work, and the Yankees, Yankees hold on to secure the series opening win. Look out for game two tonight at 7-10. Nestor Cortez gets the assignment going up against Boston's Connor Siebold. Big news out of uh, the lawn tennis world as well. Wimbledon semifinals bound Rafael Nadal announced yesterday that he'd be forced to withdraw from the tournament due to an abdominal tear. Nick Kier goes who Nadal was supposed to face in the semis, now automatically passes through into the finals and will face either top-seeded Novak Djokovic or number 9 seed Cameron Nori in Sunday's championship match. For more sports content, follow 77 WABC Sports on Instagram and Twitter. Here with the early news sports update. I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Mostly cloudy today. High 80. Light winds to 10 miles per hour. 
We have a 40% chance of a shower or a thunderstorm overnight and tomorrow. Mostly cloudy skies till a 30% chance of rain till early afternoon. With temperatures actually falling tomorrow to 72. Right now, 69 still clear skies here in the Big Apple. Frank Morano has your business report. I'm Frank Morano with your business report. The trading week is winding down after stocks closed up Thursday. Investors will be digesting the Labor Department's official jobs report today. At yesterday's closing bell, the Dow Jones Industrial gained 346 points. The S&P 500 rose 57 points. The Nasdaq added 259 points. The tech sector was backed by a strong day from chip makers as Samsung posted an 11% boost in profit. AMD and NVIDIA also gained around 5% each. GameStop jumped over 15%, proving to be one of yesterday's better performers. Initial filings for unemployment benefits totaled 235000 for the week ending July 2nd, a gain of 4000 from the previous period. The U.S. imbalance for goods and services declined to $85.5 billion from $86.7 billion in April. Another report indicated that companies announced over 32,000 layoffs in June, a 57% jump from a month ago and the highest total since February of 2021. The jurors in in Ramesh Sunny Balwani's criminal fraud trial reached a verdict after five days of deliberation. The former chief operating officer of Theranos was found guilty on all 12 charges. Here was U.S. Attorney Stephanie Hines. We are gratified by the jury's hard work and attentiveness to the evidence presented. Balwani and Theranos CEO Elizabeth Holmes will be sentenced at a later date. Shares of Twitter fell after markets closed on Thursday following a report from the Washington Post that said billionaire Elon Musk's deal to buy the company is in jeopardy. The deal was already in uncertain territory since Musk had demanded more information on the percentage of spam accounts on the platform. Twitter held a virtual briefing with reporters earlier on Thursday to explain how it determines which of the accounts on its platform are bots or spam accounts. I'm Frank Morales. On 77 WABC. I'll be back Monday morning at 1 a.m. Have a great weekend. All right, thanks, Frank. And we do have uh, breaking news into the 77 WABC early news. Uh, several media outlets now reporting that Japan's former Prime Minister Abe shot, uh, Shazu Abe has in fact died. He was shot twice. A suspect is in custody, shot in Japan during a campaign event. So we'll keep you posted. Uh, on details regarding that. And again, ex-Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe, fatally shot during a campaign event, has in fact died. All right, looking at your futures now, the Dow in the red down 127 points at 31,240. The S&P down 19 and three-quarter points. The Nasdaq down 77. Gold down $5.40 an ounce. And crude oil down $1.07 a barrel at $101.66. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. It's the WABC Early News. Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. New crime statistics for June have been released by the NYPD, and there is a decline in some major crime categories, while others have increased. 
Here's 77 WABC's Bob Brown. Shooting incidents are down 24% in every patrol borough except northern Queens. Murders declining 31%. Overall hate crimes down by 8%. However, it's not the whole story. Overall crime citywide increasing by 35%. NYPD Police Commissioner Kashan Sewell. We swiftly made arrests in many of the cases already as our patrol forces and other units worked to seize guns from the streets and arrest these dangerous criminals. There was a 41% increase in grand larceny, 36% increase in robbery, and a 33% rise in burglary. I'm Bob Brown for 77 WABC News. And more on these new statistics in an article up on our website, wabcradio.com. New York City has been accused of underreporting and falsifying the finances of its ferry system. During a press conference, City Comptroller Brad Lander released a bombshell report on alleged mismanagement. And he says the city failed to account for a quarter of a billion dollars related to ferry finances. The New York City ferry system floats on a sea of subsidies. At $2.75 a ride, the government kicks in what was a per-ride subsidy of $6.60, according to former New York City Mayor de Blasio. But according to the city comptroller, the actual number is nearly double that, hidden in what Lander calls false financial reporting. But they did not insist that Hornblower refund the $2.8 million difference between the $8.4 million vessel they paid for and the $5.6 million vessel that they received. According to an audit done by Lander's office from 2015 to 2021, the EDC, the Economic Development Corporation, underreported almost a quarter of a billion dollars in ferry expenditures. The Queens DA says a New York man has been indicted on murder and kidnapping charges after his girlfriend, with whom he shared two children, was found dead and stuffed inside the trunk of her vehicle in Queens. 30-year-old Kareem Flake is indicted now on charges of second-degree murder, kidnapping, weapons possession, and tampering with evidence. 26-year-old Destiny Smothers was found in the trunk of a Toyota Camry with no plates in March 2021, months after she was reported missing following her birthday party. Smothers cousin, Tim Fowler, spoke to CBS2. He actually got in my car and took me where he said she jumped out in Astoria. Took me and my family. He sat in my back seat behind me. I don't understand how he did that. But he did it. And we found the car. The car is found now. She's found. The M.A. ruled Smothers from upstate New York died of a gunshot wound to her head. New York City health officials say the COVID-19 positivity rate has now surged to 14 percent, and that's the highest level since January. New York City Mayor Eric Adams spoke about the rise in the rate Thursday and why the city is not using its COVID-19 alert system. A new variant, new variants are finding their way into the city, and as it come about, as they come about, we continue to pivot and shift, a term I use all the time. The color-coded system was not fitting the new wave and the new variant and as COVID continued to shift. Adam said the city's in a stable place when it comes to the coronavirus, and he said the city also monitoring hospital capacities as well as COVID-19-related deaths. Investigators released surveillance images late Wednesday of two suspects in the gunpoint robbery of an aide to Mayor Adams. The 33-year-old victim, believed to be a member of the mayor's press team, was walking near York Street and Hudson Avenue around 1030 in the morning Tuesday when two muggers shoved him to the ground. They stole a cell phone and wallet. Robbers then fled into the nearby Farragut Houses development, according to police. Here's Mayor Adams again. Crime is the number one issue on 
uh, New Yorkers' mind right now. You know, regardless of all the good stuff we're doing, until we get crime under control, uh, New Yorkers are going to feel we're not making progress, which we are. And we've posted images of those suspects cops are looking for in connection with that incident up on our website as well, wabcradio.com. Jagger Freeman sentenced to 30 years to life yesterday in the friendly fire death of NYPD detective Brian Simonson. The 28-year-old was found guilty of murder last month for his role in the February 2019 shooting. Prosecutors said Freeman was an accomplice to a robbery at a T-Mobile store in Richmond Hill, Queens. A second suspect, Christopher Ransom, pointed a fake gun at officers who returned fire, fatally striking Simonson. A second officer was also hit. Judge Kenneth Holder said under the law, Freeman is responsible for the detective's death. Make no mistakes. You and Ransom set in motion a series of events, the result of which, under the circumstances, while tragic, was certainly within the range of possible outcomes. And for that, both you and Ransom are equally responsible. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Mostly cloudy skies. Today, highs 80 with light winds to 10 miles per hour. We have a 40% chance of showers and thunderstorms overnight with a low of 79. And tomorrow, mostly cloudy skies. Temperatures actually fall to 72 tomorrow. There's a 30% chance of showers until early afternoon. And right now, 68 degrees, still clear skies here in the Big Apple. Well, a beloved actor best known for his role in The Godfather has passed away. Actor James Kahn died. His family used the actor's Twitter account to announce his death. The tweet read, It is with great sadness that we inform you of the passing of Jimmy on the evening of July 6th. Kahn was best known for his movie roles in Elf and The Godfather. What are you going to do? Nice college boy, huh? They want to get mixed up in the family business? Now you want to gun down a police captain because he slapped you in the face a little bit? Huh? What do you think? This is the army where you shoot him a mile away? You got to get him close like this and bing you blow their brains all over your nice side league suit. Come in. James Kahn was 82. For 77 WABC News, I'm Jacqueline Carl. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC.